You are listening to WPOE, the worst place on earth. From the Miami Herald, security officer fired for uploading his farts to Instagram. I'm Doug from Elkton, Florida. I don't like to talk. No, 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 no. I take that back. I do like to talk. I have ideas, lots of ideas sometimes. I even won the Senior Year Science Expo with my alert system that sends a text message to your phone as soon as your mail is delivered to your mailbox. I mean, I, I didn't win. I, I got honorable mention, though because there was supposed to be an oral presentation for the judges, but I didn't want to do that part, so I lost first place to Rachel Peavy and her all-natural degreaser that can clean oil residue off anything, even the wheels on your car, without scratching or leaving streaks. They liked my mailbox alert system more, though. It got the most votes, but I didn't do the oral presentation part, so I only got an honorable mention. (laughs) I didn't do it because I don't like to talk. I mean... Because I don't like the sound of my voice, it's nasally, sounds like I always have a cold, and it's too high-pitched, I think, like I'm always asking a question, which usually isn't the case. It's always been like that. They called me Mr. Drip in school because I sounded like I had a runny nose, even though everyone could see that I didn't. The doctor said it's because I have extra-large adenoid glands and that they could be removed with surgery, but I didn't want to do that, and my parents said our insurance probably wouldn't cover it anyway. So I stopped talking basically most of the time. I tried joining the chorus because I like music, especially drums and percussion when they're played in a church or a concert hall. But I can't play the drums, so I joined the chorus because sometimes singing can sound like that too. And then I could sing to express myself instead of talking. That's what my speech therapist, Miss Lamont, said I was doing. But they called me Mr. Drip and Chorus, too. And I never got a solo. So after a while, I just decided to keep my ideas to myself. Which was okay, because there are plenty of things you can do without talking, like being a cook or a janitor, or one of those guys who strategically places the explosives in a building they're about to implode. I watched them implode the old St. John's power plant, and I asked the workers about it, and it seemed like that would be a pretty good job, strategically placing the explosives, but ultimately it was too loud, even for me, and I really love percussion and stuff like that. So I got a job at the Leitner Museum as a security person, which is pretty far from my apartment, but it pays pretty good, and I hardly have to talk at all, just nod and point people to where the bathroom is or the elevator. One time a woman slipped because she was wearing flip-flops and she hit her head and I held her hand until the EMTs got there and I didn't even have to talk that much then except to tell her my name because she asked me for it as they put her in the ambulance. I don't think she heard me though. It's a pretty good place to work because nobody talks really so there's no pressure. But it's really quiet. Quiet like all the time and sometimes the quiet builds like you're putting on too many blankets and the blankets start to get heavy and you can't move your arms at all and it gets hard to breathe and you just want to scream so you won't suffocate under the weight of it. But that never happened. I never had to scream. I definitely would have been let go if I did that. But it was too quiet 
usually, except when someone had a sneeze attack because of allergies or on school field trip days when lots of kids are around and they really just can't keep quiet even if they want to because they haven't really learned how to control their impulses yet. So usually I would just grin and bear it, as they say, and nod and point to the bathroom or the elevator. And then, because I'm so good at keeping quiet, I guess I was promoted to nighttime security manager, which is an important job because you have to learn how to lock down the whole museum in case of a hurricane or a terrorist attack. I even broke the glass on the emergency panel so I would be used to it and not freeze up when the time came. It wasn't the real emergency panel. It was a portable one for training purposes, but I still got to break the glass. It was quiet in the museum at nighttime too, but even more quiet than in the daytime because no sneeze attacks and no field trips. So usually I would end up feeling the blankets again and feeling like if I didn't scream, I'd freeze up and fall over like the lady in the flip-flops and probably hit my head too. But there wouldn't be anyone around to call 911 because that's my job to be on the lookout for emergencies. And then one night it happened. I froze, I mean. It was so quiet, more quiet than ever because they were testing the air conditioning and had to turn it off. And there was no noise at all, even the quiet noise of air moving through the pipes. And I froze right in front of the Jules Garnier painting called Temptation, where two naked ladies are listening to someone play the ukulele while a jester takes a rest and a monk tries to pray. And I was trying not to scream and also trying not to fall over. And then something else happened. I farted. I didn't mean to, it just snuck out, probably because I was so focused on other things. And it wasn't an extraordinary fart, just a normal one, the kind that can sneak out if you aren't paying attention. But the room I was frozen in, the room where the temptation is hanging, has a very high ceiling. They call it a vaulted ceiling, like they have in European buildings and in churches. And sound really travels in there. Echoes, even, takes on a life of its own. So my very normal fart ended up sounding like a whole chorus French horns, maybe, like when they're tuning before the concert starts. And I suddenly wasn't frozen anymore. I even jumped a little bit because when it happened, it was so surprising. And you can probably guess what happened next. Every time I started to feel the blankets of quiet stacking up, I would go stand by temptation and try to push out a fart, which usually I could because I would be holding them in all day for this very occasion. And some of them were bells ringing or women clearing their throats or horses running past on a racetrack. I started to record them on my phone so I could hear them later or play one back on the rare occasion a fresh one wasn't available. And then something altogether different happened. 
my cousin Joel, who goes to school in Miami, he heard one of the best farts, the one that sounds like a timpani drum, because I sent it to him on Facebook. And he told me to put them all on Facebook, because why not let everyone hear and judge for themselves which ones are the best? So I put them all on Facebook with the hashtag fart at the museum, which was my cousin's idea. And I guess it was a good idea, because overnight I went from 15 friends, including my cousin and Miss Lamont, my speech therapist, to over a thousand friends. And my cousin was right, because everyone has their own ideas about which farts are the best and what they sound like. There's even a new hashtag, best farts at the museum, which is a compilation of all the farts someone decided deserve to be highlighted. And then there are the people who make requests, which I try to provide the best I can, but honestly, you can't really control what a fart will sound like, only the volume, and that doesn't always work either. They're pretty unruly. One time, someone asked for firecrackers, and what came out sounded like a room full of grandfather clocks all ticking to a different time, which, if you think about it, is pretty close to firecrackers, I think. So, yeah, worst place on earth, which uh, obviously is Florida. Yeah, and it was your idea. I just moved to Florida, and uh, I was a bit lost. Uh, No one was buying what I was selling. (laughs) Well, and I thought, you know... What were you selling? (laughs) A bunch of bad California weed. Oh, wow. That's hard to find. (laughs) I thought, what am I going to do sitting here all alone in my room, (laughs) sweat dripping down my forehead? Um, And I, you know, the Florida man thing has become such a, like, living meme. (laughs) Like, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's this, like, ubiquitous monster that everybody talks about. And I, I, like, love it and hate it. At the same time, like... Well, it's all true, so... It's true, and it's kind of funny, but it's also, like, deeply sad. Mm. And I feel like... I feel like eventually those bruises are going to start to show on Florida's backside. (laughs) Well, those mugshots will be around forever. Thank you, Sunshine State Laws. Well, and someone was telling me that the whole reason why Florida Man exists is because mugshots or, like, police reports... Um, in Florida, and I don't know if this is the only state where it's true, but in Florida, by law, they have to be made public, like immediately. Right, for like misdemeanors or so like it's not petty like, crimes. It's not even like that crazy stuff only happens in Florida. It's just that like those crazy faces by law have to be published online. Right, and there's so many of them because, right. yeah. But so I thought, you know, like, Flo- I thought, you know, Florida man, maybe I should like do something about in that world. Right. I mean, it speaks to everyone. It's universal. This is just. And I thought, you know, it's, yeah, it's easy to like make fun of like the guy that like bit the alligator's nose because he read somewhere that that's how you stun an alligator, but then, you know, lost his face, started living in his shed. And yeah, yeah. The neighbors complained and then the police came and the only way to get the alligator out was to, like, burn his shed down. But it was already a meth lab, <laughs> so that was about to happen anyway. But then I thought, well, 
wouldn't it be interesting, more interesting to to kind of think about or speculate on um, why the guy, like why he was, why he was biting the nose of an al- alligator in the first place? Yeah, what's the story? What's right? Uh, and that that's sort of where that was born. So yeah, like who is this guy? Right. So it's 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 a it's Florida man, but and woman. And woman, and however you ladies. identify, Florida gents and Florida ladies. Yeah, let's let's not just keep it in the binary. But, but. I wanted I wanted to hear <laughs> I wanted to hear their side of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I wasn't going to go track these crazy people down. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that would be messy. I don't want to get my nose bitten. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so the, the 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 logical next step would be just to um, just to create. The characters themselves, right? Which and you're already a writer. We're both writers, so mm, yeah. Well, you brought it up to me, and I'm from here. So like all, all, like all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you were. Let's track down Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's find him in his natural environment <laughs> and tell the story. Well, I was so excited. I remember writing like six of them, like over you wrote, a weekend. You wrote six of them like in one night. I was like. <laughs> Jess, I don't remember talking about them. <laughs> Actually, you know where I wrote them? I wrote them at this Mexican bar in North Beach, drinking margaritas, like like the beach bum, like Matthew McConaughey and the beach bum, but in real life, and it was me. And I like had this taco platter and pitcher margaritas by myself and wrote Wait, them. Where, where is this place? It's uh, This is not an ad for them, by the way. This is just <laughs> the truth, although I do go there a lot. Um, and you could sponsor us if you feel like it. Um, Tequiza, uh, North us. Beach. Sponsor us with... Tacos and tequila, (laughs) which we enjoy. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Wait, Matt, did you want to say something about this? You pointed at us. (laughs) It was during the mugshot talk. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, Sunshine State Laws. I do that on Mondays. What? Mondays when I eat my lunch at work, I go to the Sun Sentinel mugshot page. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I look through. I, I just blast through the weekend of arrests. People do this. Yeah. Yeah, this it's is entertaining. I, I, mean, I heard from a friend that works at the Palm Beach Post that that's one of their most clicked features on the on their whole website. Oh, I will bet you can even search, so you can set a date <laughs> you can range. Search like like one eyed scar man. Yeah, is it based on their appearance or it's the crime? Right? I do this or once a week. I don't I don't need to know the the weekly people that are getting arrested, but I like to look over the weekend to see if there's anyone I know that crops up. <laughs> oh, on the anyone you know. So I set the limit for the three-day weekend. It's possible with our friends. It's possible. They arrest usually like 200 people over the weekend wow. in Fort Lauderdale. And Big weekend. Most of those arrests are for kicking a bird. <laughs> into a shopping center. Right. Or like right into a Walmart. Yeah, and then causing a fire. Yeah. And then and then singing the Pledge of Allegiance from the roof of the burning Building strip mall. Backwards. Naked. <laughs> and uh, uh, this summons Rick Scott. Listen, that story's swamp. actually really sad. That guy was just so goddamn lonely. lonely and so goddamn hot. <laughs> and that bird kept trying to steal his fries. Yeah, that was it. It was the bird. You know? That was And it. it's his college loans that did it. Put put him right over the edge. <laughs> I knew you would fit in here when just, you moved here. You're he just, just wanted to be widow. a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all he wanted in his heart of hearts. I oh know. man. Well, so so Doug. Yeah, this episode. Okay, Doug. Uh, I think people might have heard of heard this story before because Doug became a little bit of an internet sensation, like yeah, a YouTube viral. star yeah. for like a day. And it's true. He was, he was 
recording his recording his farts live <laughs> on YouTube uh, while at work, and he was a security guard. Mm-hmm. I think the the real story is he was working at a hospital, and he got fired because he was he was filming himself farting in in his hospital security guard his uni- uniform. uniform. Yeah. And they were like, dude. <laughs> dude, your name's on your lapel. Like, we, we know who you are. So, of course, I mean, you know, th- that story, I feel like, is undeniably funny. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of, I sort of wanted to find, I, I, this idea about a person who is kind of lonely and can't figure out how to express themselves in this like fucked up world and they stumble on (laughs) this they have this revelation where the sound of their fart becomes a like a music that they can make right it's his voice he finds his voice through his butt and his voice is his fart (laughs) and he has like quite a uh like Right. Like he he can make all kinds. It's an overture. Right. He he figures out how to like really you know make Hit some notes. make some beautiful bells with those. With, <laughs> Not just the brown note, like... butt kegels or whatever you call them. <laughs> maybe it's the same, it's the same butt thing. Butt kegels. Yeah. yeah maybe. Does your it. one kegel just stretch from 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 your from, from your, your other, front to your back? Front kegel. <laughs> your front you kegel. The... <laughs> you have a front kegel and a back keg- and a back kegel. I think that's. I'm so glad this is how we're introducing ourselves Science. to people. Just talking about this guy's undercarriage, <laughs> how it works. <laughs> um, and I moved him to, of course, I moved him to a museum, and it's an actual mu- museum, that big art museum in um, Saint Augustine. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because there was something like about there. like kind of making it this like shrine, you know, and and the painting he looks at is a, is a real painting that is in that actual museum. So if if you're ever up there, <laughs> go look for it. Go look for it. It might make you fart. <laughs> Give a little toot, toot toot for worst place on earth. And I just like it, to me having like a, a person like gazing at some piece of artwork, um, and then just like farting in ecstasy in this like sacred hollowed space with vaulted ceilings beautifully like (laughs) human but in a florida way (laughs) get to know him in his butt it's very florida yeah like you know i I, get it i see i have a voice (laughs) he has a voice now he he finally uh it crept out finally found it well i'm so glad you brought up this idea to me and that we could do this together and i think that story is freaking hilarious hopefully they enjoy it Oh, Hopefully y'all enjoy it. We should uh, we should talk about the music that we chose for oh, right. this. Um, the polka band. Yeah, the polka, from Orlando. The polka band from <laughs> Orlando. Now they were clear to me that they didn't want to be referred to as a polka band. Thanks, Jess. Um, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because I broke contract. A, they, I, I asked them. I was like, most of their music is. First of all, they're called the Europa Band. Right. And. They do play polka music. They have a song. But that's the song, not all they do. One of the songs we use, I think, is called Polka. Oh, right. <laughs> but he, when I was talking to them, he was like, we are an international music act. Like, oh, right, because they do, like, Middle Eastern. They do... Um, it all sounds Eastern European to me, but... Eastern European, I mean. That's I what I meant. I don't have, like, an ear for different horn sounds. <laughs> Just farts. But they're, like, on tour. They're, like, they like, tour the world all the time. Wow. And then they come home to Orlando. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're home, which is amazing. Um, I, it is amazing. And they wear like little vests and like there's an accordion. It's amazing. But they've been and, doing it for a while too. Like they're all like buds, it seems. So I love yeah. that. So <laughs> um this, I don't know why, but for some reason this story, because it's about a, a lonely man farting in a sanctuary. <laughs> there's something about like like tubas and like marching music that that connect, connects on some on some sublime level <laughs> uh it seemed right yeah i think it is i mean i don't know how they're gonna feel about <laughs> about scoring Being associated the, with the fart story <laughs> but i i think a story about a man finding his voice is is a beautiful one I, I would agree, especially through the butt. Even if, <laughs> especially through the butt. <sighs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We have another episode coming up. The next one is Angeline. Oh, I wrote this one. Angeline. Yeah. What was the headline for her? Uh, it was Florida couple gets arrested uh, stealing accessibility carts and going on a, a, a binge. I, I'm definitely paraphrasing this. A joyride. They go on a joyride on, on a the, handicap cart. Yeah, that they stole from Walmart. Right? Yeah, and just like popped the curb at oh, at this bar and got so arrested. Good. I know, right? I just wanted to be their friends instantly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so stay tuned. Yeah. That's a good one. Stay uh, yeah. tuned to the next adventure in the worst place on earth. 